I'm excited for this one. This really matters, guys. Episode something. I lost track. <laughs> 20, 25. That's right. That's episode right. Episode 25. So, episode 25. Uh, sorry about last week. Uh, COVID. COVID. Everybody got COVID, except for me. It was but, the Shelton's. We got the COVID. And uh, we couldn't do it because, obviously, it's a fucking... It's COVID. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so we're coming back this week. It's not going to be about a director or their movie because I just want to... There's been a lot of news for the past two, three weeks that we haven't fucking touched on or that I haven't touched on. And, uh, yeah, so I just want to do that, just go through a list of topics, and whatever happens, happens. Basically, that's what we've always done. But uh, there's none of this really matters. Thank you for tuning in this week. And if you're watching visually for Patreon, thank you first for subscribing, being a subscriber. And uh, I've been trying, I've been on my shit recently, really being consistent with it. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you're watching this, this is going to be the last time it's going to look like this. Because we've got some shit coming in. It's already in, but we just, it just came in like literally a couple hours ago. So we didn't have the time to set up or it's not, it's pretty much impossible. So next time it's going to look sick. It's going to look a lot better. We're gonna. It's gonna be awesome. So if you're not subscribed to the Patreon already, now's the time, basically. <laughs> exactly. So like you kind of weren't. You didn't miss much. So now do it. Three dollars a month. None of this really matters at Patreon.com. Uh, go follow us on Instagram at None of This Really Matters and follow Just Rob DMV mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. Just Rob DMV. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Letterbox. Also on Letterbox, yes. go follow at Just Rob DMV, and then for me on Letterbox, it's at Nathan McGeorge. Please follow me on Letterbox. That I fucking I'm on there more than Instagram. I think. Yes, you are. You you reviewed every single movie I think you watched. So far. Yeah, and for the past two weeks, I've watched. This is the most consistent I've ever been uh, for watching movies. I've watched one movie. Every single night for the past two weeks. And it's almost embarrassing. (laughs) But it feels good because it's like at the end of the night, you know what I mean? And I've been watching like 90-minute movies. So it's like really quick. Very pulpy shit. It's just easy to consume, go to sleep, and I wake up and then think about it. Like that's usually how my night's been. And it's fucking dope. I've been watching old movies, new movies, uh, a lot of new, new movies that like day of release uh i've watched in theaters i watched the card counter uh with oscar isaac directed by paul schrader good movie solid movie i think i hyped it up a lot in my head but it wasn't like a disappointment or anything it was just kind of like the vibe of it was not what i expected it was a different aesthetic and everything not like the the story i didn't think it was going to be about that it's a very if you've seen paul schrader movies before like uh uh first performed with ethan hawk like it's very uh dark a very dark movie mm-hmm. very like wow the world is a fucked up place kind of thing so but that's paul schrader he's very uh very depressing movies but um tiffany haddish is actually in it and she kind of did a really good performance 
because she kind of nailed that sweet spot of like in between funny and serious. Mm -hmm. She like Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. found it. She did it perfectly. There's also an Oscar Isaac Tiffany Haddish sex scene. Shit's dope. I was like, shout out Tiffany Haddish. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, trying to let him know she's she's yeah she got a she's beautiful yeah she's a beautiful woman. And uh, I was just super happy to see Tiffany Haddish in a Paul Schrader movie. That was very like juxtaposition like. Was it so? Is it a comedy, dark dark comedy? No, it was a very serious movie. But she was kind of like, almost like Sandler in Uncut Gems. Like he's very like. Kind of uses the humor to like lighten the tension, kind yes. of thing. So she kind of I'm she, serious, but it's still like I'm a funny person. Yeah, she had a few lines where I was the only one cracking up in the movie <laughs> theater because she's Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, exactly. But um, what else did I watch? I watched on HBO Max, which I'm kind of disappointed it was uh, on HBO Max and in theaters. So I ended up just being lazy and watching it in, on HBO Max. I watched Malignant. <laughs> The James Wan, the the. I want to hear. I want to hear what you had. Me and Amanda thought. Me and Amanda. You guys watched it together. No, I watched it because I was up late night one night, and then I said, "You need to watch this movie to make sure I'm not crazy." Yeah. And I needed to watch it again. There was a, I had a more Nate-like appreciation for it the second time around. Yeah. But I still think it was a terribly written movie. It wasn't like, because it's. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be because James Wan is, like, a modern horror legend now. Yes. Like, he's, like, in the Horror Hall of Fame by now. Mm -hmm. And we were hyped for Malignant. And I I saw it was on HBO Max. (laughs) And it was, I was fucking, like, we were all hyped. You know what I mean? And so it's just, like. Yeah, like the kickoff. Yeah, I thought it was going to get the me. The kickoff to like Halloween. Gonna, yeah, shit. I was like, it's getting me in the mood. One minute in, I was like, this is trash. This is to, to me, so I appreciated the opening scene. I know exactly what you guys are talking about because I'm very, like, I tried to love it as much as I could <laughs> kind of thing. Like, I was trying to like, like, I hope it's good. I hope it's good, like kind of thing. But it just fell off every time every scene like with different uh by the way the scene where the guy fucking pushes her head into the wall that i was like that was the scariest and worst scene the entire and that was at the beginning right that was the worst scene and not mean worse as in like that was the scariest like most like that made that gave me the most fear basically like, but I, then there's just like you just get like your vindication like five minutes later you're like oh, okay you can deserve that yeah I was like <laughs> I was just like oh it was uh I, I forgot what I gave it on I think that I gave it like a two and a half star that said I the, don't think I rated it on uh letterbox but I would give it probably two and a half because two and a half to me is like I wanted to I wanted it to be good but it just didn't hit because three stars is like it's okay. It's I can all, rewatch. It's it. all right. Yeah. And then because that because I was looking at your, I saw you rated it two and a half, and I was like, oh shit, because you usually give shit five stars. Mm, like, four or five. I rarely like, ever go beneath that. And I saw two and a half. I was like, oh shit, Rob actually like took the time to give this a not five star rating. Yes. And so I had to think about why <laughs> I didn't like it because you know that's hard for me. Not to like a movie. There's always some redeeming. Somebody said that they said that's why they that's why 
I can't remember. Somebody was talking about B movies. They said that's why studios make them because they have a more consistent formula than an A movie does. Because A movies are usually more, they're trying to take more of a risk, have a bigger budget, or like the director's usually some type of yeah. like artistic. You have more freedom with a with B a... movie that they they're rewatchable. That's what they are. Yeah. They're made to be like. They're not inexperienced. They're not yeah, meant for that. Yeah, Malignant, it reminded me a lot of, like, there's a certain, like, Italian genre of horror. Like, spaghetti. Uh, spaghetti. Literally, for- all of the fucking reviews on, all of the German people thought this movie was, like, the greatest thing ever. I, because They gave it four and five stars. It's called Giallo, but in Italian it means yellow. But in America, we call, you know, there's, like, spaghetti western. This mm-hmm. is, like, it's basically equivalent to a spaghetti thriller, yeah. and that's what that's what that's not what this movie is, but it's what a movie that's what this movie reminded me of. A lot of film people said that's what and, it reminded and me it, of. And but of. it was like a bad version of it, and so that's what I got from it. Right, and then every shot that was like, oh, that was a good shot. It was so just cringeworthy. Yeah, because it was literally cut and paste from like every every other movie. Yeah, like. Because I like the opening scene, I was like, that's where I got the whole like, oh, this is going to be like a Dario Argento movie. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is going to be like that, like over stylized, like hyper color, like everything. But then after like 20 minutes, I was like, you're like, it's not going where I thought it was. Like, you're just. The very begin, the first five minutes, because you didn't know what the movie was of. I didn't know what the movie was about, but the minute she said that line, I said, "I know exactly what this movie is about, and I know how it's going to end." Yeah, and everything that I thought was going to happen happened. Mm-hmm. Literally everything I thought was going to happen. The five minute worth of credits mm-hmm. of like medical fucking files and bullshit and it literally just spelled out everything that happened the five minutes prior mm-hmm. they that's what i got to i was like they're just like reiterating what just everything happened. and i'm just, i thought it was a i thought it was a terrible opening credits yeah. terrible awful opening credits i was you like gave the entire movie away in the opening credits and i was like not like people didn't the characters didn't even get away you're just showing us everything yeah. and it was and i think what they were trying to do is do like foreshadowing but no you just ruined the movie yeah. like it's time to cut the cancer out great job naming <laughs> the movie malignant now you just literally ruined the entire movie yeah that shit i was like very i was disappointed that line was just so like ugh it's time to cut the cancer out that's like c movie like that is c movie shit that's like Oh, Evil speaking... Dead three or some shit like that. Like, ugh, what the fuck is going? It was somebody was trying to make it seem like James Wan did this on purpose, and I was like, no, this wasn't on purpose. This wasn't like Cabin in the Woods. When you watch Cabin in the Woods, you're like, oh, they're literally like making a parody without making it a parody, mm-hmm. but then now it's a parody again. It like flips back and forth between the parody movie and Cabin in the Woods. This movie was just written poorly. It was just not it a wasn't. well-written movie. The actors... And it th- was just so disappointing because it was, but, like, on top of that, it's James Wan. You're like, what? How do you I, even... I looked up, we looked up his credits, and I said, 
He's done those movies, and then he did... Yeah, he did, like, The Conjuring. Yeah. How you do The Conjuring? One of the greatest horror films of the decade, and then you just fucking... I haven't had a nightmare before that for 15 years. The Conjuring Saw, The Conjuring 2, Insidious, uh, also Furious 7. He did the Mortal Kombat movie? No. Oh, he was a producer? Yeah. Oh, it just says producer. He did Death Sentence with uh, Kevin Bacon, which is also a great fucking movie. Right. We were like, oh, The Conjuring. He did the third I best think DC movie. Said, I think you were saying, like, it's supposed to be the... Or no, you said it was supposed to be Insidious 2 or some shit like that. That's what I like, thought as it a was. Joke. That's how they were like... Like, it was going to be... They kept saying it's in the same universe. But I, now I understand what they were saying. Is, is it? The, no, it's not. They were saying it's the from the director. creator of yeah. the... I thought they were trying to say it's like in the same universe. I didn't know he did Aquaman. No, that the, Aquaman, Aquaman? The new Aquaman is going to be so fucking good. Because he did a really good job with Aquaman. I think... I was just talking to my dad about this. About how many horror... I mean, I probably said this on here too. About how many horror films have sequels that were... Like, like Saw... Is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Of all time, but it's like saturated because of it was two, three, four, five, six. It was way too fucking good. And like they're like, we need to make more. Right. Once so, two, two was good. But if they were to be like, because uh, obviously you see he didn't direct two, three, yeah. four. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like if they were to just leave it, but then again, this is Hollywood we're talking about. But what I'm like, what I'm saying is that if it was just Saw, how like praise that film would yeah, be yeah for sure it's just like we were so ready for like a good movie. yeah that's like oh and especially because he was like his favorite so in a way this is your favorite director yeah and, yes absolutely. and he just lets you down my favorite horror director favorite my my favorite i was so let down once again it was one of those moments i was like Oh, Nate, just let me know I like this director. I didn't know that. So yeah. when you when I found out about Malignant, and I'm like, oh, man. It just... Yeah, that's whack. And even, like, I just felt like it was such a... It, to me, I was like, this is a Nate movie because the, the cover art is, like, something it's you would make. It's super dope. That poster is fire. Yeah, I was like, that's something Nate would make. I was like, those shots and, like, the way it's kind of great. I, I hate horror movies in Seattle, by the way. Every shot in that opening scene was great. Yes, and so I was like, oh, this is sick. And then the credits were like fucking 15 minutes. Right. And I was like, Jesus what Christ. What year is it, dude? Is it 1990? <laughs> we like, don't do this anymore. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. It and had, I didn't even, it was one of those things where I told a man, I said, I honestly don't even know what year it is in yeah, this movie. Like, is it 1970? <laughs> She's driving a Prius. It's like Napoleon Dynamite yeah, where I you just like, don't know. A lot of the scenes were like straight out of like Halloween. Yeah, it was like, like it house. felt like 80s. Yeah. But like Nate said, it had a 90s beginning to it. So it kind of put me in like this, like, yeah, okay, it's, maybe it's not a horror film. Because it, it it's definitely like a thriller. It's, it's not a horror. Yeah, it's super like just over the over stylized. And it's and just like, like. They shot the fucking thing running around. <laughs> and that just. That was they definitely a, chose like style over substance in this. Yeah. Yes. And it's yeah, very yeah, just yeah. like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like, somebody somebody described the scene with the with. Gabriel as a John Wick scene that was hilarious. <laughs> I think <laughs> they were like, "What the fuck is this, John Wick?" <laughs> that was me. I thought it was a horror movie, huh? That was me. That's not what you said. Yeah. 
It was from somebody else, babe. It wasn't. You heard me say it. But um, <laughs> in other news, Guillermo del Toro trailer just dropped. I posted on the None of the Three Matters IG that he dropped uh, stills from the uh, from the movie on Twitter, and I'm barely on Twitter, and so I went on there just to look up shit because I was bored, and then I see a tweet. Guillermo del Toro is like a fucking like he's Drake before he drops an album. He's like <laughs> he's like trailer forty eight hours. I'm like, bro, are you fucking serious, right? And so we just watched the trailer right now, where they did, and uh, it looks dope. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna it's it's a remake of a movie that came out in 40, 1949, I want to say. I know it sounded familiar, but it also reminds me of uh, the Prestige. No. It's giving me a. Uh, it's it's giving me a fucking why can't I think of it? The Shape of Water vibes a little bit cinematically. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz in the trailer there was no still shots either. That's what mm-hmm. I So I was like is he he's probably has the same cinematographer and probably going for the same look, but I'm just excited for Bradley Cooper and yeah. Speaking of Bradley Cooper and other news, uh Paul Thomas Anderson is coming out with a new movie. I mean, we've been knowing this, but He's showing trailers in select theaters, and it's called Licorice Pizza, and which is named after a 70s record store in the Valley. And people are saying it looks dope, but Paul Thomas Anderson is really doing this, like, like hidden marketing, like this Banksy-style, like, like bomber marketing like doing it all himself essentially and he's just like sending it to select theaters it looks super like it's just super dope what paul thomas anderson is doing and he's still like a young director in a way like he's only like in his late 40s i want to say because he's been making movies since he was in mid-20s i think he made he made boogie nights i think i told rob this before like he made boogie nights when he was 25 which is like impossible Mm -hmm. like you can't that movie's uh like what classic. that mo- like what that movie's about and you're that young like that's never happening again like no mm-hmm. one that young is making a movie about a porn star mm-hmm. like that, that that's crazy to me like that's why I love Paul Thomas Anderson but he's coming out with a new movie we don't know what it's about or uh, we just know Bradley I just know Bradley Cooper's in it Okay. That's going to get weird. That's going to be sick. I'm excited. You know I'm going to be there. 70s child actor? Gonna get this weird. is going to be like his third 70s movie. I think. Because he did Inherent Vice and he did Boogie Nights and now he's about to do this. Is he gonna? He's going to have his own like 70s trilogy. But uh, what else is going on? Christopher Nolan. Have you heard about Christopher Nolan? No. He uh, left Warner Brothers. Because of what they did with Tenet, they didn't. Uh, uh, Warner Brothers didn't market it uh, like Christopher Nolan wanted it to. And that's mm-hmm. why it failed essentially. And plus the pandemic and everything, like they didn't push for it. And so uh, Christopher Nolan, I mean, he's been had beef with Warner Brothers f- since Tenet dropped, but he officially left, which is crazy because all of Christopher Nolan's movies have been Warner Brothers mm-hmm. and and. Um, He's he's with uh, Universal now. So 
who knows? Universal lets people work more. Warner Bros. is one of those places that those execs they they yeah. hampered creativity. Yeah, especially with now they their deal with uh, HBO Max. And so executives ruin creativity. So, yeah, that's breaking news is that Christopher Nolan signed. It's like fucking LeBron going to Miami. It's yeah. like, what? What the fuck? It's Universal's just going to use that. It's going to be it's going to be sick. I'm excited for new. I'm excited for anything Christopher Nolan does that he puts his hands on. So it's going to be dope. Like, how did he how did he want them to market tenant? Like what? they didn't like push for it at all. They didn't say uh, fucking go stream it or do anything. Like there was barely any like. There, that is true. I barely, I knew about it only because everybody was like, "Is this a new Insidious?" And that's the only reason why. Insidious. Not Insidious. Uh, Inception. Inception. Yeah, we were like, "Is this a new Inception?" And nobody could figure it out. It because it would. With Christopher Nolan movies, the marketing has to be smart because you don't know what the fuck mm-hmm. his movies are ever about. Yeah, because essentially. That's what he wants. Yeah. Because you, what they said is they're going to have his deal with them is to basically have an exclusive six week release. So nothing before, nothing after he releases his movies. Plus a hundred day theatrical window. Oh, sick. That's awesome. Just so he can start, he can fully collect and recuperate that money. Yeah, because Tenet. They fucked. They essentially fucked them mm-hmm. out of Tenant. So they used Tenant as their big HBO Max grab, though. Right. That was their flagship. Uh, How much? That's all right. Just for marketing. Oh, just for marketing. Just for oh marketing. shit, that's fucking sick. I mean, Christopher Nolan can fucking. I'm trying to think. He could. That's gonna be so, sick. That's gonna be exciting. Some of that. That's gonna be exciting to see. So, yeah, Christopher Nolan went to uh, went to Universal, mm-hmm. and um, now that means like that gives super high hopes for his next movie. Isn't Universal for all? I don't know how else to say it, but like, aren't they a tad bit like bright for his taste? Where Warner Bros. is kind of dark. Like, they're yeah. just the way that they shoot, and, like, Universal is like the different, furious. Yeah, like. the different movies, they produce different movies. Yeah. But I think Universal, like, has the money, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like, and, like, I guess Universal, in a way, like, this this isn't the right mentality, but, like, I guess it's, like, they have nothing to lose. So they're like, yeah, fuck it. Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. like, if we have the opportunity, we'll get him. Like, they own a lot of stuff. Yeah, they don't need Christopher Nolan, but it's it's dope that, like, Christopher Nolan's going to be able to have more uh, creative. Uh, what big movies has Universal put out recently? Um, I'm not sure, but I would say I would like. I would say uh, Fast and Furious, but yeah, but that's Fast and Furious, though. I mean, anything that has that's in Universal Studios. Oh, they had the King of Staten. Oh, the Invisible Man wasn't bad. This was 2020. That's why I looked up, not 2021. Candyman. But, um, what else? That's pretty much all I really wanted to, like, announce, like, fully, is that Christopher Nolan is, um, going to be at Universal now. Yeah. So... They haven't had any huge slappers except for, like, Trolls World Tour. Uh, Cry Macho also just came out. 
with Clint Eastwood. Not, I, I'm not, don't plan on watching it, but. They trying to make him nicer in this movie or something? <laughs> they fucking try to do that in every movie, I feel like. I mean, not even they, fucking he. He directed it. Because this is like his fucking 60th movie that he's directed or some shit. I don't like Clint Eastwood. We've been over this. Yeah. In like the first episode, I think. Yeah. Like, I just don't like Clint Eastwood. He is a, I don't, there's no changing my mind. And that's what I was thinking is just like people who have this like, uh, this like love for Clint Eastwood, there's no changing their mind. And people who hate Clint Eastwood, there's no changing their mind. It's, it's, there's no gray area. It's like you either love him or hate him. Is there a type of person who loves Clint Eastwood? A, anyone who grew up watching Westerns, basically. Oh, okay. And so it's... He needs to stop. He could have stopped in like '92. He clearly with with Unforgiven. That's that was his last. Like that should have been his last two rock because he already had a whole career before that. But I'm not gonna lie, Million Dollar Baby slaps. And uh, I've still never seen that movie, dude. It's on. Net- I think it's on Netflix. You should watch, dude. I'm always just scared of the part where she breaks her neck. It's, it's great, but I just there's always that part of me that's just like it's Clint Eastwood. So I just like don't like it, but I just, I don't plan on watching Cry Macho. But it just came out, so if you want to watch it, go watch it and go comment on it. I'll probably watch it just to talk about it on here, <sighs> just so we can hate on it. I might not. I probably will because I can't think of a Quentin Tarantino movie. Not Quentin Tarantino. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. I still got COVID brain. Uh, <laughs> I just can't think of any movie. I honestly don't. I only know that one movie, Gran Torino. I don't know any other really Clint Eastwood movie. I mean, he has, like, he has, like, different eras of Clint Eastwood. Like, there's action hero, like, Dirty Harry and shit like that. Clint Eastwood has, like, different eras of him. Mm-hmm. And because he's been around, like, he's, a, a like, a, a 50s, 60s, like, Western actor. And then 70s, 80s, he's, like, doing like action movies and like some like comedy movies in the 90s he's back to western movies and he's by this time he's already like 60 years old yeah and then he starts directing and he does he does like invictus fucking million dollar baby shit like that he, all his he's never written his own movies so i already don't respect him for that and then he's just kind of like pumping shit out the way he shoots movies i don't like it he fucking he's just not he's just a, he sounds like he just took an old school mentality to hollywood those he people did. just can't stop working they're like i'm just gonna always he, and sometimes i hear that they just need to do like one thing a year to keep their and that's, that's what he shit. does he you fucking, do it so you can keep your sag after he him. makes a movie like every other year and it's like dude what the fuck are you doing like i don't know i just don't like clint eastwood um i do like some of his some of the movies he's in but any movie he's directed or start like a lot of the movies he's starred in I don't like. I think the only movie I love that he was in was The Good, Bad and the Ugly. That's it, really. And that wasn't even an American movie. <laughs> but that's about it. And Million Dollar Baby is good, but But fucking everybody likes uh Yeah, he was. Everybody likes Million Dollar Baby and shit like that. Any movie that's like nominated for an Oscar. But it's whatever. Moving on. Enough Clint Eastwood talk. Yeah. Um, also, in Licorice Pizza, I just remembered right now. Um, Sounds like it just sounds that just that's such a artistic title. 
liquor <laughs> two like a uh, one thing that people hate and then another thing that people You don't like licorice? Love. Not like, black licorice. No, like red vines. Eh. You know I can live without them. I like Twizzlers better than that, Red Vines. For me, it's like my go-to. Like, no, mo- wait, like no, movie I like theater snack. I like Red Vines better. Twizzlers taste disgusting. I don't like Twizzlers, no. Twizzlers are nasty now. They used to be good. Now something they taste... I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think they're they're too, like, rubbery. Yeah, they I f- taste I f- like rubber. I fuck with Red Vines, though. I yeah. could fuck up, like, two packs. I, I like Red Vines. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and you, you can, can peel them yeah, apart. And you can, like, bite off both ends and make a straw so you can put it in, like, your slushy and shit. That shit used to... That was, like, the only was, reason why it was good. But other than that, then we grew it up. It was trash. Yeah, <laughs> it was trash. We were like red I also watched a movie today that just came out today. I wanted to see it in theaters because I thought it was only in theaters. But then, thank God, Amazon has that... Um, what is the early access shit yeah, yeah. for movies that are in theaters? I watched uh, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Have you guys heard of this movie? No. Okay. Nick Cage, new movie. I watched it. Does he talk... Yes. Thank God. He fucking yells. And it's sick. It's fucking... I loved it. I was like five stars. Like, it's by a a Japanese director, Shion Sono. And uh, he's made some great fucking, like, like, not samurai movies. Just, like, horror movies. Like, weird, like, martial art horror movies in a way. Oh, shit. But, like, this is something else. Like, Nick Cage... Like, literally, this movie... Like oh, Nick Cage is a great fucking actor. Like I've seen great movies like where he's acted great, but like this like solidified. I'm like holy shit! Like Nick Cage, like he's the greatest. I and I, that's not a joke either. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really. I unir- probably think you're joking. No. I, like I'm not jo- like he is such a great actor. And once you really understand the movies, if you really pay attention to every single movie he's decided to do. No matter how many it is, you kind of see why he chose it. And you, and you see how his style of acting fits all of those movies. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, and especially with this one, Prisoners of the Ghostland. It's so, it's like an electro samurai western movie. It's crazy. It's a mind fuck of a movie. He does a lot of those lately. He did that horror movie on Hulu. I liked it. The Willy Wonderland one? Yeah, it's, I fucking loved it's it. It's the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Yeah. Like the Chuck, exactly e, the Chuck E. Cheese movie. And he just goes through and he just beats the shit out of these fucking and, animatronic and animals. Pig, Pig is great. People say it was boring. I've There's people I know that went to the movies to go see it. I didn't see it in the theaters. But um, one of my friends... He went with a couple of his homies, and they saw it in theaters. And uh, after they saw it, he was he went to he texted me. He was like, "Hey, you should see Pig with Nicolas Cage. It's pretty good. Like, I'm sure you would like it." And I was like, "Oh, like, dope. Like, I'll I'll look into it, basically." But um, the the other people that he saw it with said like, "Oh no, it's fucking boring. Whatever, whatever." But I have faith in Nick Cage. Like I, I'm, I'm never close-minded to to Nick Cage movies. Any Nick Cage movie that people deem unnecessary is because his manager fucked him. <laughs> the reason why he did all of those movies that were quote unquote shitty is because people sh- don't know his manager stole like forty million dollars from him. Because I'm sure there's Nick yeah. Cage movies out there that I have no idea exist. Yeah, he's worked. He did like 
There was like a five year, seven year stint where he was just like, in every I need movie. to be in the movie because he got fucking financially screwed over. Like that's fucked up. So I but, always root for Nick Cage. Because yeah, this movie. I I actually wrote a review on Letterboxd at Nathan McGeorge. Yeah, he gave us. He's also one of the original Marvel people. Gave us Ghost Rider. So I watched that movie more times than I care to admit. Eva Mendez. And my a sentence from my review on Letterboxd says, Nick Cage's German expressionism style of acting fucking carries this film. <laughs> because he he's a legend. He's a, People are going to know him from everything. Fucking Snake Eyes. Fucking... Con Air. Con Air. Face Off. Gone in 60 Seconds. 8mm. He also was fucking, like Rob said, Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. He did... Oh, National fucking National Treasure, did, treasure dude. National Come Treasure. On, what are we talking about? What are we <laughs> talking about here? <laughs> and, oh, like, 90% of the reason why I'm into half the shit I'm into. And National Treasure 2? Yeah. Like, that's not, like, that's like, not half a slapper, Like, half the shit too? I'm into. Yeah, like, like, come on now. The reason why I even like half the shit is because of that movie. There would be no Angels and Demons if it wasn't National Treasure. Facts. He, he was a kick-ass. Kick Holy shit. He was Big he was, Daddy. He was the fake Batman. And he was fucking them up in Big Daddy. He played the she shit out that role. There. And then when he got killed in that yeah, movie, spoiler. it was like, man. Yeah. Hey, guys. Ten <laughs> years or older. Get over yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like with Kick-Ass, you don't need a spoiler alert. But it's only for like, I feel like for only for movies that we like just saw for the first time. Yes. We got to be like, oh, this movie's 50 years old. It like, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But Kick-Ass, you know, I feel like everybody's seen it though. If you, it's probably one of those movies that they people scroll past. They like that looks stupid as shit. I think that I hope I hope this is what it's like. Where if if you listen to this podcast, you've definitely seen Kick Ass before. I, I, I think that hope. that's our dynamic. All right, yeah, our, our, our audience seems to have seen Kick Ass. <laughs> but um, yeah, Nick Cage killed it. I love Prisoners of the Ghostland. Go oh, fucking uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. That movie is fucking. Thank you. I love that movie. Got me into witches and shit. That movie is so fucking I, good. When I was a kid, uh, my dad rented that movie from Redbox, and I watched that movie. I I don't know how many times, dude. It's on Disney Plus. Gotta go is, fucking watch it. We watched it on Halloween. Yeah, we just watched it last year. Fucking Nicholas That's, Cage. It's crazy. We he, had a, yeah, we, he got some. He did the other one with the they're not the Seventh Son. Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. He, d- I never seen it, but he. I remember scrolling past. I'm pretty it. sure that was a Ron Perlman movie. It was Ron Perlman was in it too. Never seen it. Yeah, it was pretty good. It, it was, seems like a Nick Cage medieval. What's movie. her name was in it? Uh, not Jodie Foster, the chick from The Big Lebowski, the redhead daughter. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shut the fuck up, everybody. Shut the. F- hold on. Oh my. Julianne God. Moore. Yes. There we go. That's her name. I have the biggest crush on her. She I, is pretty hot. I dude. love Julianne. She's aged. I've had a crush on her. I'm not going to lie. When she was in that movie, Boogie uh, Nights, I saw her. In Boogie I Nights. was. I was. Uh, when she was in uh, the movie with John Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I'm pretty sure it was Don Don. John. And he went to community college and he met her, and she banged him on the couch. And I said, "Damn, Julianne, you got the yeah." She she, she's, <laughs> she has aged very well. Yeah, she's aging like wine, dude. Yeah, but um. And what plus, she's it? a really good actress. She's great. Yeah, she's a really that be like beyond her look. She's a really great actress. She's, she's a, funny. Too. You know who's in like really good movies, like consistently good movies, is Nicole Kidman. Yes, she's in like 
a lot of great movies. I'm pretty sure she's also African. Who? Huh? Aquaman. She was in Aquaman. She was the mom. Spoiler alert. She was? Yeah. No, I don't remember. I mean, that shit looks lit. I didn't know that, and I just saw the poster for it. It looks so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. But, Come uh, on, James Wan. Don't let me down, Yeah, if dude. he fucks up Aquaman 2, that'd be fucked. Like, I... Because you had the worst character out of all of them to work with. And he with. had to make it look cool, and he did. And he made it look cool. And, like, the the Aquaman scene from Justice League, the new one, is fucking sick. I, Come on, man. I love how they just chose different editing styles in that scene. How he's just he's gone, and you just see the water. Like that's genius, like choice of editing. So, uh, what were we talking about? Nick Cage. Nick Cage, man. Prisoners of the Ghost Land. He needs to be in something. He needs to be in a Marvel. He needs to be in a Marvel movie for sure. I want him to get that back. I want him to get a Marvel. He wasn't a bad uh, Ghost Rider at all. At isn't the new Ghost Rider like Asian or something, or Hispanic now? It's Hispanic, Hispanic. Who's the Who's Asian now? They made one that's Punish. No, no, oh, that's Hulk. John Bernthal. There's a There's an Asian Hulk now. Hulk. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. So the uh, his name is Amadeus Cho. He's uh the chick from Age of Ultron's son, the chick that Ultron kidnapped, the Doctor. That's her son in the comics. Oh and he shit! He becomes the Hulk. Yeah. Damn. You know, one thing you put me on to was that uh, Flash Thompson is Venom or something like that? Yes. Oh, well, they're having a new, a new, the new Venom movie's coming out. Oh, yeah. Are you excited for that? Yeah, I want to see uh, I want to see how uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Do you remember the old rumor, the old, old rumors that Jim Carrey was going to be Carnage? Yes. Like, yes. I, don't th- I think that may have been more concrete than we think. He just probably... Backed out. Yeah, and it was in the talk. This, you, you know how these movies have been in talks for like 15 yeah, years Yeah, I now. remember hearing uh, Carnage and Jim Carrey. Because I'm pretty sure Carnage was supposed to show up in one of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, it was when... It was yeah. be- I think it was between the Tobey Maguire and mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield movies. I think they might have been talking about a four, but three just did not do well. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure four was going to happen, but three did not... Yeah, I just remember hearing heavy rumors. Yeah, I about remember Jim the Jim Carrey like that was a super. That was like, a, and, I, and then I remember me and my brother were like, "Oh shit, that's gonna be sick." But I think he's gonna be the new Riddler, or not the new Riddler. I think he's gonna be the Riddler again, Jim Carrey. That'd be cool. And he like, I love. I think Batman has the best villains, or some of the best. Like you know, he's. I, he's I, was up, to, I was trying to go through the list. Because you got to think Batman has had so many re- like iterations. They've been so silly sometimes. Yeah. But then you get like Batman Forever where you lo- everybody loved Two-Face yeah. and the Riddler. Yeah, they get... I feel like the Batman and Robin and like what, whoever fucking directed those, like those Batman movies, they got all the coolest villains and then it's just a shitty like weird movie. Yeah. It's so it was... was it, which one was Tim Burton? Was that that one? No, that's uh, Michael... Not Michael. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. That's that one. Because that one, I think they were, were trying uh, Michelle, to be... Michelle Pfeiffer was Catwoman? Or... Yes. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Talking about Michelle Pfeiffer, that, you know what movie I love? And I even I remember it, it came out in like 93. Wolf, have you ever seen that with, Nic- with Jack Nicholson? I don't think so. It's about Jack Nicholson. He's a werewolf. Yeah, definitely. I've never it's seen it. It's one of the great... It's not like fucking twilight or anything it's a well they turn into werewolves 
but it's a well-written movie about Jack Nicholson is just so like Jack you Nicholson. Uh, you know how like yeah, exactly like how werewolves carry themselves in like human form. He like exudes that in the movie. So when you said Michelle Pfeiffer, I remember that she was in that movie, mm-hmm. and she was like. They like two dudes are fighting over her. Then it's fucking. You got to see the movie. It's (laughs) it's fucking good, dude. Yeah, ninety four. The Tim Burton Batman's are top tier. Like, the the Danny DeVito Mm -hmm. uh, shit. That what that that is Batman Forever or Batman? That's Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Because I remember I had the video game on Sega. Yeah, that shit. Um, Batman Returns. uh, I just watched. Did we talk about it on the pod? Planet of the Apes. Yes, we Tim, did. Tim Burton, Planet of the Apes? With uh, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. We talked about that? Yes. Okay. Because uh, do you want to talk s- about it again? I mean, we <laughs> said it was really good. I mean, that shit blew my mind. That's, that was the movie that made me like I Planet wasn't, of the people, Apes. I looked at reviews because people, everybody thinks it's a shitty movie. But I, no, we talked about it on the phone. I don't think we talked about it on the pod. I'm pretty sure we talked about it. If we didn't, we're talking about it again. Yeah. <laughs> so... I wasn't mad at the ending at all. Remember at the end when he gets back to Earth and uh, he sees the the Lincoln Memorial? Mm-hmm. And then and it's an ape? ape. Yeah. And Why he's like, you? oh, fuck. And then all the cops are monkeys and shit? Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck. And then credits roll? That's great. It's an amazing... That's an amazing twist. Yeah. Like, how can you be mad at that? Like, I don't, I don't understand. I was reading the reviews and I was like, how the fuck, like, do you, like, think this is bad? Like, I don't know. It's because, I don't know what it is with people. You have to look at a premise and just <laughs> know what to expect. And what I wrote in my review on Letterboxd was Tim Burton literally, because it's a remake, obviously. Yeah. He literally took it and made it his own. Like, that's what a remake is supposed to be. Like, do you want to see the same movie? Like, I don't know. Like, I was just thinking, like, how are you mad at, like, the what makes a remake good, you're like saying that's bad about the movie. People want to see what they liked just in modern format, and it's like that's not how that works because everything is contextual. You can't just make a 1960 TV show and then put it in 2006 yeah, it's, it's, and then be like it's going to translate the same. Yeah, it's that, it's hard. I was like, oh, he went to, he went to another Earth, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he wasn't that the thing like he went to like a wormhole or something. It's like an alternate Earth or something like that. Or Earth. I think he was gone for a long. time. Oh, he was gone for so long. He was gone because remember the movie that came out. Oh, I think that's what the James Franco movies were. That's what it was. He's actually. Do you remember in the very first one they talk about sending up somebody into space? Wait, Jim, the first In the James, James Franco? Franco one? Yeah. They were like, he was watching the news, and they were like, oh, they just sent the shuttle up into space. They, that, they said that was supposed to be the Mark Wahlberg where he goes up. I got to rewatch those. You got to rewatch it, because they said that was supposed to be Mark Wahlberg getting sent saw, up. So when he comes back, the disease has already happened, and the apes have already taken over. I did see um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes in theaters. That was good. I love those movies. All of those movies were really good. Every single one is, like... I mean, the, like, the concept of it is genius. Like, and, and then the CGI was some of the best CGI you ever saw. Yeah. Like, and now he has memes about it. Caesar. Yeah. When he walks in, he's up in James Franco's ear. Let me hold something. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, Planet Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes is sick. I only want to bring up Tim Burton because it's Halloween, guys. Yeah, we're getting there. So he's definitely going to be in October. That's going to be our guy. And I think we ch- already chose like. Like Didn't Edward, we say we were just going like straight horror all month? No Ed, particular directors? Edward, or? Edward Scissorhands? Yes, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Or Frank and Weenie. Is that a Christmas movie? What, Night Before? No, Edward Scissorhands. No. No, yeah, because only like that back half of the movie is in Christmas. That's like the I best think, part I, of I, the no, movie. But though. I just... I, I think every Tim Burns movie could be a Christmas-esque. I, I hate that, those arguments where it's like, just because it's the movie is like on Christmas or during Christmas times, it's a it's it's a Christmas movie. Like, I mean, it's a good argument. If like, it makes you feel like Christmas, it got to be a Christmas. I don't movie. think like when people say Die Hard is a Christmas movie, no, that's not no it's not. Like four Brothers is like, yeah, four that's Brothers. a Thanksgiving movie for, for sure. sure. Yeah, like, but when we get into our weird like like Die Hard, no, that's our, not a our McGeorge movie. family Thanksgiving movies like like Stomp the Yard. And uh, that is a Thanksgiving movie. It is right because they go to dinner. Remember when you heard? Uh, and ATL is definitely a Thanksgiving movie. Those are weird movies. I wouldn't consider because we have a collection we kind of put on every Thanksgiving. Yeah, the ATL as a Thanksgiving movie, is great. That, uh, no, it's a solid watch. Yeah, right? great <laughs> choice to watch every year. But I wouldn't consider it. Like I a, guess it's a family thing. Those are all family heavy movies. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like Four Brothers is the ultimate family. Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, Four Brothers is. It was like we die for this shit. Yeah, I think we watched. Uh, it's also a great Mother's Day movie, in a way. Yeah, it yeah, definitely is. Bad Boys. Yeah, for some reason we do. That there's comes just a on vibe. TV. There's just a weird vibe, like that's like attaches to Thanksgiving and just those holidays. One reason why I say Edward Scissorhands because there was I just remember a scene where there was Christmas music playing, yeah. but I remember like half of the movie was like summertime. Mm-hmm. And like, was, like another, another movie that shrubs. people say is a Christmas movie, like Eyes Wide Shut, is a Christmas movie. Like, no, it's not. What the fuck is Eyes Wide Shut? A uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. You guys probably never seen it, but it's uh, came out. In I've heard of it. I know people make it w- fun of it, it was, in pop culture. It was all the Stanley time. Kubrick's last movie. People make fun of it in pop culture all the time, isn't it? Uh, it's orgy my film. No. Yeah, erotic I, mystery. It's not. Watch the movie and it, I, it's it's not. What's the plot? I bet I heard this was about the fucking. It's not. They attend a Christmas party. Watch the movie. The orgy is like. 30 seconds long it's a 30 second scene and he's just in it it's not even a real like he just goes to a house where they have orgies that's it like um the watch i ain't gonna lie it's a lot of says it like says a lot about sex in that because that's how it was marketed that's like it was supposed to be like in 1999 nicole kidman and tom cruise the power couple in hollywood they're gonna make an erotica film and then you go and watch it, and it's like not it at all. It's more of a fever dream like movie. Like it's it's more about insecurity, and it's a fucking great. It's my favorite Kubrick movie actually. But people, people, every time I bring up Eyes Wide Shut, people are like, "Oh, the orgy movie," and I'm like, "It's there's literally no orgy in the movie. It's just a bunch of." That's na- all reason why. It's the only thing I've ever heard about it. They're like, "It's an orgy." It's movie. Like that's like, how oh, it was. Cool, man. Like that's just how it was marketed. People <laughs> who say it's an orgy movie haven't seen it. 
like because people who have seen it, it's they're like, oh. no, Mike Cannon said it was an orgy movie, and he's like you. It's not though. He was. I think they were like. It has. It's an not or- an orgy movie. I say that as like a quip, but they did say like it's a very heavy sexual undertone. It's movie. a very horny movie. Yeah, that's sure. what they were. That's what they were trying. Like when they say orgy movie, I think they're just being facetious. But they did I mean, say it's like a sexual because pre- what the movie is about is that Nicole Kidman had a, dr- a fantasy, like a dream, where she was where she had sex with another a different guy. And then so basically Tom Cruise is jealous that she had a dream of having sex about another guy. So he spends all night trying to get pussy. That's the whole movie. What and a nut job. I feel like that would be him in real So that How dare you like somebody else. And so that's what the movie is about. And it's a fucking it's a trip of a movie. If you watch it when you're high, you're gonna be like, Man. Yeah, that's what it, it's an erotic psychological movie. It's so I very, was like, it's very more psychological than anything. Yeah. If if it fucked me up the first time I seen it. But it's one of those movies where you see it and it just like stays in your head for like a year. And you're like, holy shit, like that movie's fucking wild. Because it's supposed to because it takes place over the course of one night, which are my favorite movies. Yes. And so it's basically, like I said, it's him trying to get pussy all night. And he ends up trying to sneak into this orgy place. And tries to, like, fake, like, he has the password and shit, like, the enter code or whatever. And then, like, they kind of catch him slipping. And they try to make him be naked, like, take off all your clothes. And he's like, no, I'm leaving. And then leaves or whatever. And it's it's a wild, like, it's a trip of a movie. But that orgy shit that it was marketed as is literally, like, two minutes of the movie. And, like, the middle of it. And that's it. Especially back then, that was like, <gasps> those were all sex. All the commercials, Yeah. Like I saw the trailer. I looked at if you look up the trailer on YouTube of Eyes Wide Shut, it's literally like an erotica. Like you're like, oh, this movie is just people is porn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my favorite Kubrick movie. But uh, what were we talking about? Nicole Kidman, she's done some great movies. That's what I wanted to say before we. Then we were talking about Julianne Moore. Yeah, but no, Nicole Kidman, because she was in this movie uh, Stoker. Have you guys? heard of it it's on hbo it was on hbo i saw it on hbo max but i don't know if it's still on there but it's directed by park chan wook and he did old boy and i love every single movie he's done so he's also done this movie called the handmaiden am i riffing is this bad no go ahead you know i don't know who this person is yeah that's <laughs> all I was looking up. No, I keep going. But yeah, he's done this movie called The Handmaiden, and it's very weird. Like that's more sexual than Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> old boy, old boy is a masterpiece. Handmaiden is ass. I feel like is I've a seen old boy. You, uh, Spike Lee made a remake of it. Oh, that was that was terrible with Josh with Thanos. But watch you definitely got to watch the original. Like don't go with that uh, Stoker. That movie. It's great, dude. It's fucking... It's great. Is that the good doctor? No, that's not him. The good doctor. You need to show Amanda be watching with the autistic doctor. Um, what else have I been watching? You got a four and a half. What have you watched, Rob? Anything? I just watched... Anything uh, remarkable? Remarkable? No, I haven't. I I didn't... I can't... If I did watch a I can't remember. I watched The Evil Dead 2 last night. How was that? That was pretty good, huh? It's okay. Yeah, Sam Raimi, <laughs> I could I I like to watch those movies and put myself in that time cuz I know now it looks cheesy, yeah. but I like to be like in the 80s, like 1988. It, yeah. This was fucking like 
weird. I was like, that, I mean, it's still terrifying. Like, a lot of those scenes are still, like, with the fucking girlfriend's head and shit. I was like, this shit is creepy. Yeah. And then the fucking, the mom in the basement, it was really, like. I remember they were remaking The Evil Dead, and remember those commercials that come on? Do you no, remember? I watched the remake. Do you remember the, the YouTube ad? For the Evil Dead? I kind of remember. It wasn't it super creepy? It, it was the girl. The girl! That shit scares me still. The girl is terrifying, That's... dude. No. Dude, come on, G. Mendo, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, because I think that shit came out around the same time as The Conjuring and shit. No, I think, 2013. I think it was exactly. Yeah. It was all, like, the face thing was a bad thing that year yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. all right? They really focused on it. <laughs> <laughs> the face thing got me fucked up because Bathsheba was terrifying, too, in The Conjuring. That's why The Conjuring was so good. Because somebody made the point when I read, when I was, because I saw that movie, I said, I'm a grown ass man. I should not be this scared of this movie. And they're like, the reason why that movie was so scary is because he, he just, he made the movie like continuously more scary. Because it doesn't just, it starts out as a ghost movie, it ends up as a demon movie. Yeah. Whereas like, it just progressively just goes boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and then you think you're never going to see them like paranormal activity. Psych. Psych, look up, psych, psych. If you look up the budget for a paranormal activity, that shit was like super cheap. I, and it I, made I, dumb money. I, I remember seeing, I just saw the budget online the other day for paranormal activity. That movie was actually pretty damn scared. I was scared. To, I was saw that. I was. That's the most scared I've ever been to a movie. Was Paranormal Activity. I was scared. I was scared to walk back to my dorm room, and when I saw that movie, what was the budget? Fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. It made a hundred. It made two hundred million dollars. That's insane, right? Fifteen thousand dollars. Well, you just needed a house. Yeah, because and... it was dark most of the time, so there was no lighting. And it was uh, it was like it was like Blair Witch. It was like handheld uh, type horror. It was handheld horror. So you just had you just needed the dude who was acting to not suck so much with the camera. Yeah, because I, I was terrified of that movie. That's the most scared I've that ever been. That movie is terrifying because yeah. that like it was so scary for me that when we watched it for the first time, uh, I couldn't sleep. I had to watch. You know what? We watched that movie. And then I, I was so afraid that mom was going to come into my room and just stand there for, like, three hours. Like, I thought she was going to be, like, possessed. I thought that, <laughs> I thought that was going to happen. And so I, end, I couldn't sleep. And so at, like, 2 in the morning, I went back into the living room. And I watched uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Just to make yourself feel better? Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. I'm good. <laughs> so in a way, that's, like, what boosts my love for Jay and Silent Bob. Because they helped me. Like, oh, can we talk about Bloomhouse? Because I don't think those fucking people ever miss. Not really, Jason. <laughs> I don't think those fucking people ever miss. What are uh, go go to some of their films? Get out. What? Why is this Lit. set up like this? That looks terrible. Glass. M Night Shyamalan. Who wrote this? They made it sentences. In 2014. Yeah, go on Google. Fuck Wikipedia, yeah, dude. What Jesus are you doing? Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Wikipedia usually got my back, man. Blumhouse. Yeah, they did they do Green Room? I don't know if they did. It would make sense if they did. Probably not, though. Truth or Dare. Sinister. 
Yeah. There we go. Tooth Fairy? What is that? They did that? Probably to get it off the ground, you know? <laughs> but they made their money because Tooth Fairy was a great movie. Yeah, I watched that too. Not gonna lie. <laughs> that movie was great. Insidious, the baby. Oh my goodness. Sinister. That wasn't amazing, but it wasn't terrible. The Purge. Wait, go know? up. They did The Bay. What is The Bay? The Bay. A found footage film. Okay. That's what I meant, not handheld horror. But I guess that's maybe the same thing. It's the same thing. Dark Skies, The Lords of Salem, The Purge, Best Night Ever. Why do I know that? Best Night... They Ah! did Whiplash. Holy shit, they did Whiplash. I just watched that last night. They did Oculus. Whiplash is a perfect movie. Is it? There's nothing wrong with that movie. It's not horror. Psychological drama. Yeah, it's... Fucking intense. Oh, this movie. Yeah, that's the movie you always talk about. That's a perfect movie. I just watched it the other night with my mom. This is the one where he's going deaf? No. That's Sound of Metal. A different drummer. The Miles Teller's a dude who played Mr. Fantastic, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Reed so I Richards. am thinking about the movie, but that's not the right movie. Yeah, they they have rarely missed. Oh. They did Split. They did Hush. They did The Veil, they did Martyrs, The Darkness, Viral. Viral? Is that the one with that one dude? I think so. Wait, when did that come out? 2000. Oh, no, I'm thinking about a different one. They did uh, The Craft Legacy. The Belko, Get Out. Oh, yeah, okay, Get Out, yeah. Lowriders? Fucking hate that movie. Do you? It's, a, it's not a good movie. Like, I liked that they tried to make it with it just wasn't. It wasn't there. Creep, creep. If you guys haven't seen Creep, that's creep a great movie. With Pete, oh my god, that movie is when terrifying. you're talking about creepy, he kind of acted his ass off in that. Kinda. He? Jesus Christ! Every time I think about that movie, he did. Uh, they did us. Happy did Death Ma. Day to you. So they do like they even they did the Black Klansman. They even do like funny ish movies. Know, I didn't know they did Black Klansman. They do like those kind of weird. Like that, like this. They do like those weird. It's literally called thriller. What the fuck? <laughs> Don't they? He, they did. Have you seen that movie, Ma? Ma? With Octavia Daniels. That's her name. Yes. I just Octavia call her, Spencer. Sorry. Now I just call her Ma. Octavia Spencer. She played her ass off in Shape of Water too. Yeah, she was good. She played her ass off in that movie. She, I was going to say this in the Shape of Water episode. She was kind of talking a little reckless around those white people, right? She was. She always like, whoa. Like, but that was, out. that was like, I told Amanda, I was like, that is a tad bit more like, honestly, they were kind of like that because they were from up north. Like, it was D.C., I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it D.C.? So they were a little bit more like, she wasn't, she was oh, still saying sir. It was a little, okay. And it was like later because, 60s. Because she like was talking back and shit. I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, shut the fuck up. Because the, the government was the first people to, like, have to treat black people oh, correctly. Oh, okay. They couldn't that talk to sense. them like that. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I was like, that's pretty accurate, <laughs> It actually. reminded me of that shit where it's uh, fucking the mic. It's like, and then you give me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just that was just the 2010s we listed. They just still got 2020, Fantasy Island, The Invisible. People didn't like that movie. That was actually really good. I watched the second half of that movie. I liked it. She played her ass off in it. I uh, love her too. Yeah, I, she I kinda can act. I, but I also kind of have a crush on her. She's kind of cute. She has a uh, there's something about her. Yeah, there's an un 
uh, uh, un a non-traditional beauty yeah. to her. That's the word I'm oh, looking they, for. They did the cowboy purge. Like, bitch is real. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She always like she's a real ass motherfucker in every role she plays. Yeah, every single role she plays, she real as shit. I fuck with her in uh, what's her name again? Shit, fuck. Elizabeth Moss. Yes, Elizabeth Moss. Park so, Chan Wook. Park Chan Wook. Handmaiden, old boy. The Handmaiden is pretty wild. That's a pretty wild movie. It's an Amazon original, actually. Um, what other movies are coming out that I haven't talked about yet? Um, Halloween Kills is coming out. Halloween Kills looks good. I'm actually really excited for it. Mm -hmm. I think I, when the trailer first came out, I sent it to the group chat. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I said um, anything Michael Myers. Like, I don't care how many movies they make. Any Michael Myers movie, I'm going to watch it. I just love that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be in it. And, so and did, like, didn't he die in the fire? I'm like, did he? Did he? She's like, all scared. You never know. I remember. And, and David Gordon Green is fucking I knew, directing I it. knew Michael Myers was a great character when my grandmother saw me watching the movie. Because, you know, she's super churchy. She was like, you know, that's real evil right there. I was like, yeah, I know. That, <laughs> mother, that motherfucker don't stop. He just want to, he don't, he's not a zombie nothing. He just, I want to kill you, bitch. And David Gordon Green directing it is pretty uh, weird to me. Because he did, like, uh, The Sitter and shit. Like, he does comedy movies. And it's just hilarious to me. That's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> I just wanted to pull it up just to see what you was going to say. <laughs> I just wanted to pull it up. If you guys haven't heard the oh. Nate story, I don't know when. We got to remember which episode that's, that is. That's uh, the allegory of Michael. The right? allegory of Michael Myers. That's the, that was explaining to you why Nate seeing the mask is that's hilarious. Just... <laughs> Still, go listen to the allegory of Michael Myers if you haven't listened. To I still it, get please. like it's not me being scared; it's me getting flashbacks. <laughs> dun, dun. Yeah, in a way, it's PTSD. But um, yo, Jamie Lee is looking great for her age. How old is she? She she looks like fifty. She's sixty-two. She looks like fifty. Yes, she looks great for her age. But um, what? Let me see what else is coming out. There's a lot of like. Uh, like the French Dispatch, I'm watching the French Dispatch when it comes out. I've already. Oh, gonna watch uh, Dune. Blue Tomorrow, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see Dune. Dune coming out October 22nd. Nice. I, I'm fucking. What are we doing? <laughs> like, what's the move? <laughs> Why are we sitting here right now? It's October 22nd, dude. Oh, Blue Bayou. Justin Chan. He. Uh, Fucking what's what's that wasn't movie? he the one in the uh, twenty one and, and over? over? That's him. He's fucking grown up, dude. He's making hilarious. He's making. He's directing masterpieces. Wow. Let me call it right now. This movie's gonna be nominated for an Oscar. I haven't even fucking seen it. <laughs> I'm calling like I also I posted this on Another Three Matters. Uh, the Joel Cohen movie, The Tragedy of Macbeth. I talk about it all the time. I feel like now that movie's gonna win. There's literally been no poster, no trailer, no fucking anything, but I just know. Yeah, that, that, he's going to... I'm so fucking... I want to go see that shit right now. Low key. But, um, yeah, Blue Bayou, I'm going to go see that tomorrow. I also want to see The Eyes of Tammy Faye with Jessica Chastain. Mm -hmm. She's about, like... She's, like, unrecognizable in that movie. Have you guys seen the trailer or any pictures? I heard about it. I haven't seen it, the trailer, though. 
The eyes of Tammy Faye. She looks... Jessica Chastain looks unrecognizable. Like, for real. I remember I went to go see... Uh, what did I... I went, I went to go see The Green Knight. And I was like... I was also really high. I told that story. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailer. I was like, is that Jessica Chastain? I almost yelled that shit out. But... Um, yeah, give it up for those makeup artists. Yeah, and she and she. I feel like this is her going for that Oscar. Oh yeah, for sure. She's going for that Oscar, yeah, right? Is. Like, and in the trailers, she looks like she's fucking going for it. So I, I really want to see how she does. So who is Tammy Faye? A transgender person or something? I have no idea. No. Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah, she's like some kind of eighties person. I think she was like. I have some... no idea. I just wanted to, I just because their drag queen picture popped up for some oh. reason, so I was like, "What is? What's the connection there? What's the correlation?" I guess I'm gonna learn why not watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, you find out who Tammy Faye is. So she was like a newscaster or something. I'm. Oh, that's gonna be good. I really want to. Uh, what else? Oh, we saw Shang Chi. Did we talk about it? I think we touched on it. We said we liked. It was one of the best origin movies. That's if not the best the origin movie that's happened. Yeah. Because we watched uh, cause it. we liked Aquafina. We thought she was hilarious. No, we didn't talk no, about it. That was because remember, we were like, hey, we got to cut it off early. Oh, yeah, we're going to go see Shang-Chi. I guess we should talk so about Shang-Chi. So, this is our Shang-Chi. Yeah. All right, bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shang-Chi. Uh, I can do fucking karate. <laughs> I came home swinging. It was, oh, like me and Rob said, great. Like, tops. I said top three Marvel movies. Yes. Like, for sure. I fucking loved it. And I was... Me and Rob were talking the whole way... On the whole way home. Um, how I loved the... Uh, the very... The Chinese, like, cinematography. And there was, mm-hmm. Even yes. the, the Chinese actors. The, yes. the dad. What's his name? The, the superhero? Uh... You know what I'm talking about, right? The dad. Tony Lung. That's his real name. But yeah. he he was in like some of he's in some of my favorite movies like ever. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy. Yeah, seeing, I knew him. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy seeing him like from like one of my favorite movies in the mood for love, which is I think it came out in like two thousand. But seeing him now like in a fucking Marvel movie, I'm yeah. like holy shit! Like it's yeah, I was, I was like I know that dude. Like and, it's full circle. And then uh, but the movie ended up being banned in China anyway. Are you for real? Yeah. yeah. I he's like a it. Chinese I legend. I fucking love that it got banned. Also, shout out Aquafina. Because I, you I, know me, I hate a fucking Chinese produce, fest. Yeah. It wasn't even a Chinese producer. It was like, hey guys, we gotta get this China money. You literally have the rest of the planet yeah. that wants to see your movie and you're really trying to pander to these people. Yeah. And they ended up saying, this shit is racist over there. Their censorship people were like, this isn't no, they're like. I'd have been like, "You're a fucking hater, dog." They're too <laughs> Chinese American. That's what they don't. They're too American in that movie. They don't fucking want you guys. Those are American <laughs> ass people, and they live in San Francisco. They're um, Aquafina's is a Amer- She's from fucking Brooklyn, I think. Yeah, like, I think she's from Queens. Queens. Oh, that's what it is. So it's like, get the fuck out of here. So I'm glad that it's banned, and it was a great movie. I loved they it. They acted their asses off in it. They deserve some awards. I, I, this is what I told Rob. I just remembered right now. I loved all of it until the CGI fuckfest at the end. Yeah. I, but other than that, I would, like I said, Marvel movies, it has to do what it do. Yeah, it has to have that. You literally couldn't do that. That dragons and shit. Yeah, there's there's, there's no, no getting past way. that. Like, you, <laughs> there's what, no like, what are they gonna way. do? Practical? Like, <laughs> right. I did love the uh, doll things. 
I like those CGI. Like they look like yeah. those statues that you always see. The, the faux dogs. That's what they're called. Yeah. yeah. They 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 had like live versions of them. I was like, it was pretty dope. Yeah, they were pretty fucking cool. Like the animals. I think the the little animals were cool. Like the butt the, thing. I feel like they're trying to make money off of toys. That's I, exactly what they're doing. I feel like they're trying to make these cute-ass animals just to make toys that out of them. That butt thing was hilarious. That was fucking... And then Ben Kingsley, he hilarious. was in the whole movie. He was... I loved it. Like, come on. Also, the short film, uh, I it was, yes. a good, it was a good precursor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like to, uh, to the movie. I really liked that everybody was in the entire movie. And then they didn't even, like... They didn't play no games what at was the, the end. They were like, they, we're the Avengers. We need your help. Let's go. What was go. the end credits? It was all that. It was the Hulk and Captain Marvel? Yes. Yes. All right. All right. Because I, I was like... And uh, what's his name was in the movie, too? Wong. Wong from Doctor Strange. And the Abomination. Yeah, he was in mm-hmm. that fight mm-hmm. in the beginning. So they're trying to bring the because me and Amanda have been watching What If. So they're trying to bring everybody like kind of back because they in What If they redid the entire scene from the Universal Hulk movie. They just did it with Mark Ruffalo. So they really? did the same exact thing. like in the Hell's Kitchen. The, no, 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 no. The uh, part where they were at the university. Oh, he, oh okay, okay. In, the, in the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, they did that whole scene, but just with Mark Ruffalo this time. Okay. They're trying to like bring everything back into the MCU. Oh, they're trying now. to fucking. This is ours now. Yeah, like retcon that bitch. <laughs> but um, this is what happened. What like, if is pretty? It has a crazy. Uh, at least the one I watched, the one with Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. a Black Panther. The you got to watch the most recent one. It's the Killmonger one. That's the only one I watched. Was that the Guardians of the Galaxy one? Mm-hmm. And it has a weird, I don't know, it's probably all the episodes, but that has a weird, like, animation style. It's, a, it's called, uh, cell, it's, I think it's cell shading, but it's, that's exactly, like, kind of like Borderlands-esque type it's very, animation. It's like, be, because, like, what I saw is they, it's an animated fucking series, yeah. but they made it look anamorphic. Which was weird to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, how do they do that? There's, even, I'm not going to lie, this is some of the best animation set design I've ever seen. It's crazy. Seen. I was it's like, like, what the? I said, I want to frame some of these scenes. Yeah, like Disney is like spending hundreds of million dollars an episode this, I on think these. they're getting people, because what if, I've known about what if since like Spider-Man came out on PlayStation, and I've always known that was kind of like a thing. Like, I, a, I always fucked happen? with. It's not the same thing, but I always fucked with like the Hulk versus. Yeah, I yeah. like the, all those cartoons. Mm, those I love those. Those were my. So yeah, this the the new what if they had the zombie what if, which I thought they should have pushed toward the end, but whatever. The I thought they should have pushed it closer to uh, October. But that would have been cool. There's a scene in there, and it, the part that I love that they get the actual actors from the movie. So Denai Guerrero's in the zombie one. Is the Killmonger is is Killmonger is Michael B. Jordan? Is Michael B. Jordan is Killmonger that the episode King King Killmonger? Can't tell you because at Target I saw a pop of a it says King Killmonger. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm. (laughs) (laughs) I need all the black pops, but uh, yeah, it's the what if is really good. I like what they're doing with it. Uh. I don't, it, this is all going to tie, they say it's going to all tie back into the movies at some point, so. Especially with Spider-Man coming out. Yeah, I'm, ex- Spider-Man, I'm super oh excited goodness. for that. The, They're hyping that shit up. He oh. was, he's in, he's not Tom Holland. He couldn't do it because he's actually filming 
the the scenes for Spider Man. So I think he couldn't do the voice acting. Mm, okay. So uh, I think they said they Oh shit! That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he shows up in the Doctor Strange movie, I yeah, think. Yeah, and Chadwick Boseman was able to do the voice of him. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. R.I.P. Every time I hear his voice in that shit, he was in uh, the zombie episode. It's unreal now, mm-hmm. like hearing his voice. I can't believe it. I was gonna. I just passed by on streaming uh, forty two. And I was like, damn. That was my first Chadwick Boseman movie. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Like, he really changed the game. Yep. Like, he was my son's named after him. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, R.I.P. Chadwick, we got to say that every episode. Yeah. Then. That's <laughs> just, people, I don't know if Disney can fucking miss, dude. It's kind of hard. I think what I like, because I think they're letting the people who read these comic books run this shit. They're like, yeah. here. They they're not them. WB. They're like, let's try to make this more universal. Like, or Fox. It's, they I only bought Fox I, because they had to. Yeah, I think that like buying all those companies, I feel like they uh, just kept all the same people. Yeah. Yes. They're just like, keep doing your thing, but you're just we can do it now. Yeah, and uh, so and like make it connect with all our shit, so it would be doper. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? But. Mm-hmm. And of course, get your merchandising out the way. Like, I don't mind that people get on. I'm a movie made for merchandise. Like, I, yeah, so what? I'm man? very curious for the new Fantastic Four. Holy boy! How are like this Ooh. is round three? When we're, it feels like round five. It really <laughs> is round five. Because they did rise. They did one, two, right? Because the there, people don't know that there was like a 1994 Fantastic Four movie. It there was, was also an old Avengers movie too. Yes, right? that was like in the 60s. Like no, there was one with uh, Uma Thurman. She was, was Black it? Widow. Yeah, Uma Thurman was Black Widow, and that's why I tell. That's why I was like, something. we said that before. Like we just said it about like Carnage. Like they try these movies, they'll be on the docket yeah. for like fifteen years. But some people, somebody smart enough to say it's not time yet. Let's just let's just wait. Oh yeah, nineteen ninety four. Yeah, there was an Avengers movie. I'd never seen it. I've always like that. Just looks terrible. It came out. Yeah, it's a real movie. Yeah. Wow. It's just it looks bad. I'm ready for that new Blade though. I'm excited for the new Mahershala Blade. Ali. Yeah. I mean that's great casting. Yes. Like the, that's what it. Re- they're casting at Disney. Yeah. What's her name is going to be the new Hawkeye, the chick from Pitch Perfect Three. Mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick. I think that's her name. No, not Anna Kendrick. That's the original one. The. The youngest. I never seen Pitch Perfect three. She was in um, that one movie with. I didn't even know there was a number three. To be honest, hey, Haley Steinfeld. That's her name. Yeah. Haley Steinfeld. I don't know who that is. I she kind of looks familiar. You've seen her in a bunch of stuff. It's Haley Steinfeld. Oh, they are coming out with a Hawkeye thing. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, that's, I'm not really that interested. In it. Yeah, no, those are that's still like regular people. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld. She's been in yeah, Pitch Perfect. She was in two. I don't remember that, but she was in that Bumblebee movie. Was that she the main one? Yeah, she was in Bumblebee. She was in the main. No, one. she was in True Grit. Was she the daughter in True Grit? Okay, then I know her. Then, like, yes. <laughs> 
I'm right. I was like, I know she does more than oh, like, that's those sick. types of movies. She that's does, the that's like, the Coen Brothers fucking uh, True Grit. True Grit. Uh oh, what's sick that? Spider Verse Two. <gasps> Next year, Bumblebee Two. Nobody asked for that. Nobody fucking asked for that. No, Marvel is the new shit. Like you can't do try to do any other franchise. No, nobody asked for Bumblebee. Was awful. It was a terrible movie. I fell off of Transformers movies. I the last one I loved was the third one. One, two, and three were the only good ones. I feel like they fell off. What was the third one? Dark Side of the Moon. I thought that was the second one. No, that was Revenge of the Fallen. Because there's Transformers, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon. Who was the Fallen? What do you mean? Who who was the one that was who the Revenge of the Fallen? Who was the Fallen? I don't fucking know. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Megatron? I think the Decepticons are the Fallen, I'm guessing, because they lost in the first one. That was a, yeah. I don't remember that movie. I can't remember what that one was. Because yeah. I remember the any, one, Dark Side of the Moon was my favorite one. Any Shia LaBeouf Transformers are the good ones. Yes, yeah, all of those are the good ones. The dark, Darker Side of the Moon was really good, and he was hilarious in that movie. Yeah, yeah. And what's his name? Uh, John Malkovich. He was in Dark Side of the Moon. He was? Yeah, remember he was his boss when he was trying to become like a regular person? He was like, I really need this fucking job. And he was all quirky and shit. He was like, do you have red on the floor? And he like threw the shit on the floor. I completely forgot John Malkovich was in that movie and he was in the bathroom with him. He was like, what are you doing? (laughs) That's right. Dude. Fucking what's his name was in it? Uh, John Chaturro? No, fucking Dr. Chong. Fucking from Community. Oh, Dr. Ken Jong. Dr. He was Ken. in it. Dr. Ken. He was in it. Um, oh, John Tur- shit. John, Tur- <laughs> John Turturro is in it, too. Sector 7. <laughs> yeah, Sector 7. That shit is hilarious. That movie is low-key funny as fuck. Shout out Michael Bay. Yeah, man. That movie, fucking Anthony Anderson in the first one. Don't talk to me, criminal. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious. You see, they got donuts. They trying to make us guilty. If you eat them, you guilty. They just come in. And she did it. And he's all fucking. fucking he's just fucking up shits up. That shit was hilarious. Those movies were funny. And fucking, what's his name? I think that's the first time you saw. Not first time because he was funny in even Stevens. But he was like funny in all three yeah. of those movies. He kind of had his own little... Shia like, LaBeouf, like, that weird, like, quirk, and then his girlfriend's all hot in the third. Yeah, like, it's like, she has a smoking hot girlfriend three movies in a row. That's crazy. <laughs> like, that's the most unrealistic. That's more unrealistic than fucking Transformers. Yes. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf <laughs> with Megan Fox. Wait, is that Rain Wilson? MGK. Rain Wilson. He was in Transformers? Revenge of the Fallen? He was Professor Somebody. I don't remember. Yeah. Where I gotta we... go watch Revenge of the Fallen now because I don't fucking remember what oh, this Isabel movie was Lucas, about. she's the girl that got in the passenger seat. She got fucked up because they kept brake checking her. You remember? Do you remember when Bumblebee pulled up in the middle of the party? Oh, yeah. And then she gets in and she wants to fuck, but she... He does. Stop. And she gets all fucked up. That, dude, that movie's hilarious. Yeah, that movie is like... I'm going to go watch Revenge of the Fallen if I can find it because I don't remember what it's about. Where are we at right now in the pod? 
I think we're good. Yeah, we're at an hour and 20. I think we're good. Yeah. I, I got nothing else to say. This is a refresher episode. I, we just, it was weird missing a week since we've gone like. Yeah, my it's, brain needs to get the cylinders back going. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it was weird missing a week. It feels like, damn, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, but we were supposed to record, and then I fell asleep instantly after we said, let's record. Really? I fell asleep for like, remember I said, let's record Saturday, and I said, I'm, that's right. And then I fell and asleep. I, yeah, I was sleeping. Yeah, I fell I right to sleep after that. Yeah. So, so um, we're back, baby. Yeah, we're back, and we're, we're still being consistent. That was one time, and it wasn't even our fault. It was COVID. Because fuck COVID. You yeah, know? I mean, you got to give us some, yeah. I, I'm i vaccinated too, which is. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah. And I man, think it helped me out because I was better off than Amanda. We were all, you guys were all dying. I felt sick, but she was dying. Yeah, I'm just glad we're. Yeah, we're back, we're, baby. We're back. Now I got antibodies and the vaccine. <laughs> fuck with me, boy. So, uh, next week, uh, we'll talk about that something else later but next week we should all talk about blue bayou my review maybe eyes of tammy faye if i see it in time and then uh, i'll see the blue bayou so uh positive outro do you have anything you think you want to say i i could come up with something but if you have something keep your fucking immune system boost <laughs> drink water yeah seriously drink you drink water keep your immune system immune system. i don't give a fuck what your beliefs are, whether you... I don't care. It's like, the shit's real, man. People getting sick. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, it's just like any other sickness, but who wants to be sick? You're missing two weeks of work and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, keep your immune system up. Uh, what else? What else is there? Um, I don't think our generation, anybody's generation talks enough about health. Like, stay healthy, man. Yeah. Right. Take your multivitamins, drink your water. Yeah, like... I, I that's like right like people don't shed enough light on it yeah. like because I mean, there are people like oh like eat your vegetables and shit like like the corny way of saying it but it's yeah. just kind of like it doesn't have to be like that yeah it, it can just be like just drink like there's people out here who don't drink water legitimately don't drink water and it's like what are you doing you're like it's nasty and I'm you're like, wondering and you're like you wonder why you're breaking out you know what i mean like it, yeah why terrible, you smell funny why you, you have, smell funny like you have oily why. skin all the time yeah. it's like drink water bro like it's i don't cool. know what's going on my skin's always dry you're dehydrated you live in fucking arizona so it's like just uh i noticed when i first moved out here i was like i need like twice the intake of water than i normally would in, mm-hmm. in a humid place because I think when you guys got here, you guys all out. got new, uh, like, hydro flasks and shit, like yeah. camel bags. I was sick for, like, six months when I first got here. <laughs> it was like my body was like, dude, what the fuck is going on? It's hot. Right. It's so dry. Like, Yeah, for sure. A water machine can definitely come in clutch. Yeah. And then, um, Which yeah. is weird because a lot of refrigerators here don't have, freezers don't have, like, ice makers and shit like that. Like, a lot of the houses Yeah, here not a lot. Doesn't make any sense to me. There's a lot of stuff that's... Like counterintuitive to me here. I uh I don't know what I want to say. I think just like what we were saying before we started recording of like people not being like decisive in their life. Like there's people going about life or just like no whatever you want or yes yes you know yes I mean? yes yes. It's like I that's a pet peeve of mine. I feel like like it's definitely becoming one where it's just like just people with no uh, personality. Like, you got to really check yourself. Like, just these fucking people 
that get on my nerves. I'm just thinking about it right now. Where it's just like, there's people like going about life just like, oh yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, like there's like, to me, how I see it, here's a better way of putting it. Is like, there's people who are poor and have no talent, so they're just fucked. You know what I mean? It sucks, but it's the truth. And it's like, but there's people who aren't poor and not talented, which is worse. Even worse. And it's like, you're just kind of fucking... You're floating. You're just there. And just like not having... Because I've known plenty of people that I worked with like at my old job at a Chipotle. <laughs> my first job, technically. In a way, McDonald's. Like McDonald's. That. I worked at McDonald's for five days and yeah. then I quit. I remember McDonald's. Just a sidebar, that I remember the only time I've ever like, like confronted Rob in like an angry way was when I was working at McDonald's. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. I remember I came home from work on like a Saturday, I think, on a Sunday, and my brother was there. You were there. Everyone was there, and I remember. Um, I came home, and it was like 5 p.m., and I worked all this since the morning. And I came home, and I went upstairs to go change. And you said something, and I was just like, no, I have a fucking headache. And then my brother called me out on it. He's like, hey, bro, you angry? Like, kind of thing, like, you grumpy from work? And I was like, fuck, I am. Like, <laughs> I am. But I remember you, like, asked me, like, where are you going or what are you I doing? I probably just didn't notice because that was, like, the modus operandi in that house at the right. time. So and it, and it and it was just I just that's what I remember. Or if you said it, I didn't take it that way. Yeah, because you even when you say stuff, nobody you don't you can't tell that you're angry. Yeah, I I just remember me having like just being grumpy basically. Yeah. And, and if you were grumpy, I was like this nigga working McDonald's. Why the yeah, fuck would that's you be what grumpy? it was. Like, why would you be upset? Like, this nigga working McDonald's. Like, I just worked an eight hour shift. Yeah, at McDonald's, like bro. yeah, like but, fuck. But that was my last day. I think. I think I walked home that day, and I think. I didn't go again. And yeah. because my manager called me like, hey, uh, Nate, are you coming in? No, um, that's not what happened. Didn't they fuck you over with hours or some shit Yeah, they like didn't. That? They didn't put me on the schedule. Yeah, that's what it was. You and just so, didn't show back so, up because they were like, cause you I, went from working all the time to like four hours in one week. Yeah, I would have to show up and then be like, hey, am I working tomorrow? Like I would have to ask. Yeah. And every time it would be yes. So I was mm -hmm. getting a little skeptical. And it, it was like, like I said, this was like my fourth or fifth day. Yeah. And like, I'm not, I don't have a time of when mm -hmm. I'm working. So I was just like, that's why I always say like, it's my first job, but I know this isn't a good job. Yes. So I was just like, yeah, I'm out of here. So my manager ended up calling me and like, hey, are you coming in today? I'm like, no, I don't want to work there anymore. <laughs> and she was like, all right. And she was like, are, are, you, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And then fucking that was it. She yeah. was like, all right. I'll make sure to do this, do this. I was like, all right, bye. Yeah, and don't that care. was it. Do whatever the fuck you want. You're right to work state. You better than that. And then I got phone. my first paycheck for like $400, I think, or $300. Mm -hmm. And uh, I spent that on like a gold chain and uh, uh, something else. I think you went start to work in Chipotle shortly after. Though. Yeah, I graduated. Because here's a, a, to give you a sense of time. The Red for Ed shit, when all the high schools were going on strike and the, all the high schools closed down for like a week. Yeah, I remember that. Like yeah. a week or a week and a half. That's when I would, that week and a half, I was working at McDonald's. Okay, okay. So literally, I was going to school. I'm a senior in high school. School shut down. I have a job and then I don't have a job and then I go back to school. So nice. I get to go back to school and be like, hey, I just 
got in and out of a job. <laughs> what you do over the break? Worked in McDonald's? <laughs> my whole McDonald's career yeah, happened. That but, was it. But then I graduated. My interview for Chipotle was the day after we graduated. So, And then that shit changed the game for me. I was eating Chipotle every day. But yeah, what about those people that... Because I was going to oh. say those people... Who, I knew a girl who joined the Air Force because the recruiter had free donuts. She had no idea what was going on. She was she was <laughs> is that type of person. She's very not now. I'm actually really proud of her now, Kelly. She actually is doing she actually has plans for herself. She's like yeah. in college and shit. But when you ask her why she's doing the military, she was like, the dude had donuts. And I said, Yeah, man. All right. So I was like, so you just signed your life away because you were hungry? She was like, I didn't have shit else to do after high school, so I said, why not? I mean, I mean, if that's if that, I'll take that as an excuse. There was nothing else I like thought of doing, so I joined the military. I'm like, all right, makes sense. Like, I'd be still like, you could no, 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 anything like, else. Like, like, that's whack. Yeah, but, like, it's I'll, like you I'll get it. it. Yeah, it's like you couldn't think of not one other thing you wanted to do. But I, I have people. I've honest like I have to have respect for people. Like literally, my sister, my brother in law, my best friend. My grandpa, everybody. That is true, yeah. Like, they're all in the And we all had the same. What else the fuck am I going to do? That's that's literally why we all joined. Like, what the fuck else is there to do? Also, we all got out. Yeah. Yeah, everyone I know. Also, the twins. Shout Mm -hmm. out to the twins. Oh, yeah, the twins. I fucking love them. They're the best people I've ever met. The only Marines, yeah. They're the best people I've ever met in my life. Like, they're great. Faustino single-handedly changed my life. Like, for sure. Yeah, Faustino has an energy about him that's very, uh, just gets you right for some yeah. reason. He's yeah, just you just need a, Everything he says, he cares about. With him, he's very stoic yeah. in a way. Like, he's just very, everything he says is, like, powerful. And, mm-hmm. like, you can, like, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm is, sucking his dick on this person. podcast. He's a great like, person to talk to. No, no, no. He's, he's a I would definitely love to. a pod. Love Dom, of, too. Dom of me, my, me, my brother, and the twins, yeah. all four of us. Mm-hmm. That has to be a, just a show in mm-hmm. general, <laughs> like for sure. But, um, but, yeah, I was talking about girls that just live life. Cause, and guys, too. There's mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. guys that do it. But mm-hmm. I'm talking about my experience of just meeting girls that just – have no personality and base it off of what they see on social media and then they all look like a mix of Kim Kardashian and Ariana Grande and it, and it's like you just do your makeup the same and you dye your hair the same and you just are into the top 40 charts on on Apple Music and, and it's like all you do is go on TikTok and try to make TikToks Ugh. and then you post about what do you guys think of my haircut on your Instagram story and it's and like you post some half-ass motivational quote, and it's it like, do you really shit. care about what people? That's my thing. Is like, why do people ask for opinions? You're asking for other people's opinions on Instagram about something personal, and it's like, why the fuck? Like, that's an automatic turnoff to me. It's like you're not. I'm not fucking with you. Like, that's not okay. Like, if you're really going on social media to be like. What do you guys think of me? Get the fuck out of here. Like, that shit's so whack to me. Because, and, there's, and then there's people that are just, there's a lot of people that are just so fake, you know? Like, that are oh, just, Oh, yeah, like, we talk about that. Like, all the time. Because there's someone we know that mm-hmm. we've done work with that was just not the best experience. It was cool. It was a learning experience. That's why we went. Yeah. I remember I said that. I was like, I don't feel like this is going to go well. We've, de- we've definitely went in. Experience. 
and came out like we we're definitely the more professional people here but not dissing him no, at all no no like, no 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 like but i'm it's, we're not we're talking about the purpose behind what people are doing not exactly what you're doing a lot of we've seen we yeah. both know that there's a lot of people out here even in both of our respective creative fields we know that there's i know that there's people who mm-hmm. produce music simply just to say I'm a producer. Just to be like, oh, I'm in the studio. I'm dog. in the studio, like, and they, they like taking... Like, I can't stand rappers who take more pictures than they put out music. Yeah. The shit is beyond irritating to me. Like, mm-hmm. and we people, working, we working, you got pictures of you rolling backwards and shit. Like, bitch, put out some fucking Like, you got music. girls in the studio. What are you doing? Yeah, like, that's man. You're not working. That's you're just, not working. You're Remember having I told hangout. you that story about Ludacris? He says, get the fuck <laughs> out. I'm working right now. If y'all want to keep smoking weed and popping bottles and shit, yeah. get the fuck out the studio. Put some respect like you're on here, Luda's name. Too. You're here to work. <laughs> That's how I see. Like, I think I learned that from Rob, where it's like the studio is not the place to mess around. Like, this is a workplace. This is a workstation. It should be fun, but this is not time to. I'm not yeah. here to play get. Why do you think I'm so weary about working with people? Because yeah, I know yeah. Most because people are. Because I am, I, I don't want to say too much. I don't know if I told Menda, but I've definitely, I was on the phone with you, but I'm in with this up and coming production yes. company. Mm-hmm. But I'm very weary with working with anybody. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, if I'm working with one person or if I'm working with a fucking, like, an actual company. Like, even though these people I'm getting to know are coming off very professional, I can tell they know what they want and shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like... I'm an artist first, so it's like, do you really care about what you're doing? You know what I mean? So it's shit like that that I'm just, I'm always cautious of. But everybody trying to do it for the clout because this mm. shit, it looks cool to everybody. You see pictures of us mm. doing this shit with people the mics. just want to call themselves a CEO. Yeah, yeah and- you love the way that this this shit looks fun. Let me tell y'all, re-listening to a podcast that you just did mm-hmm. is not fun. Yeah. You have to re-listen to the entire conversation yeah. that we just had. That's not fun. Yeah. But it's the part... Ed, video editing, I think we've talked about this on this pod. That shit isn't fun. Yeah, that's just hard. It is. You have to really be like, I'm if, an video editor. like two months to really get the gist of it and be able to be consistent. It is not an easy... People who are video editors, that is a whole... I've, now, like, I had respect, but now it's like, I get it. Yes. Like, that shit is a full-time job. Imagine, don't, when you do the movie... Keeping just keeping your files together mm-hmm. is that going shit's... to be a nightmare. Yeah, that is just like mm-hmm. this shit isn't funny. It's and like fun. even even with like with filmmaking, like people who are videographers and like do they do music videos or they just do random like miscellaneous promo, like that is a way to do it. But people who only do that, like, and they don't have any like influences or inspirations or really creativeness about it. It's just there's a lot of video. I think we talked about it a on the way of, here. Yeah, right? a lot of videographers, quote unquote, is like, who's your influence? Huh? Man, I just do this shit. Because a lot the people that are filmmakers that I've been in touch with, I was talking with them and they were like, oh, what's your favorite? Uh, who are you like? Well, who are your favorite directors and your favorite movies, whatever? And then they all told me theirs and they told me. The most basic, like, Christopher Nolan is my influence, and Wes Anderson is my influence. I was like, Christopher Nolan and Wes Anderson? Like, 
how are you going to make a movie like Christopher Nolan? Like that's not yeah, an inf- like, that's not an influence. Let's, let's he makes good movies, but it's like that's your filmmaking influence. Like who are his? Look up who his influences are. Like. like do some fucking research. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I really you know I mean? do feel like people are do do this shit because it makes you look cool. And because, if that's like, what you're doing it for, you're probably gonna. Because not for me, well. like obviously, that's what this podcast is about. Is about all three of us fucking oh, have always watched movies and we love movies. Yeah. But like for me, if you go on Letterbox, like ninety percent of the movies I put on there is like I'm literally just studying them. Yes. Like I'm not they're cinematic movies. And like, like if you look at my fucking letterboxed right now, like the past I'd say the last eight out of ten movies are French and from the sixties. Like I've been heavy on like French New Wave. Like people like the people that I get in touch with here and there don't know about like film movements. They don't know about directors or directors favorite directors kind of thing and they and like people who say, "Oh, Quentin Tarant." Like obviously, I love Quentin Tarantino, but he's not my filmmaking like influence. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's my favorite filmmaker, but like I wouldn't say he's an influence on how I want my movies to look and feel. Mm-hmm. But I love his movies. But like I'm, I, you would never catch me out here saying like Quentin Tarantino is like. You know how hard that is to do. Like there's, mm-hmm. you can't be like Quentin Tarantino. Like that's why I don't try. That's fucking discouraging as fuck. Like why would I want to make? Trying to reach Quentin Tarantino, there's no doing that. I think there's something to be said about that too. Like that's just you have to be realistic with yourself. Like and, I, and like people, I'm oh, sorry, but no, people, people who say like with music, like oh, I'm trying to sound like Travis Scott. You know how fucking hard that I is. I was literally just, I was like, I unfollowed, I, I unfollowed Metro, I unfollowed all these people who I was emulating. I was like, I will never be yeah. Metro booming, and, like like wait, booming, booming. What he did. <laughs> I can't believe I Sorry. said that. What he did for Atlanta and what he's currently doing still. I've been listening to Savage Mode 2 on repeat. That m- album is so good. It's crazy how good. That album is just aging so well. I was just watching him in the studio last night, and I'm just like, you can tell he's that type of producer. They want him there. It's something of, I don't know him. You don't see him in a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. Him as a person is something about him that's special. Mm-hmm. And a part, like, I don't know if I've said this on the pod, but I've said this, I've said this a thousand times to Menda and Rob, but Metro Boomin is going to do a movie score. Yeah, for sure. And my, like, that's one of my goals. If I can get to him before he actually does it, because it seems like he's about to do I it. I think he's on. I think he's, he's super he probably close. in talks. Like, he's definitely, he's definitely talks. been approached, probably, yeah. like, because. If he's as an already, like, I think he might have had something to do with Black Panther. Because I know that mm-hmm. Ludwig Gorenson mentioned him as a influence. He was like, I always want oh, to do okay. like Metro Boomin trap drums. That's what he said. Because that, that like he, like Metro Boomin be, having his own sound and really it being so naturally good is like Quentin Tarantino. Like he didn't make Reservoir Dogs trying to be the greatest movie of all time. Like right. that's his first movie. The budget was a million dollars, which is great. And he's just made his movie and like people are trying to be like oh i'm trying to sound like kanye i'm trying to sound like travis scott i'm trying to sound like the most like crazy popular people and then when they say those things i'm like you don't do your research because once you get to that echelon you don't even know that kanye has producers mm-hmm. travis scott has producers like a lot. metro Boomin has well metro Boomin had metro Boomin, but he's best friends with south like, side so, and it, honorable c yeah. note like these, those are his, yeah, Ada, he's best friends with these people. He's best friends with London on the track. Like, 
he knows these fucking like yeah. people who make these oh, smash uh, fuck, hits. Zaytoven, yeah. Zay, like, come on, like these those are the people that he's can literally drive down the street thirty minutes yeah. to. Zaytoven talks about having all of them in his house before they all blew up. That's crazy. Metro Boomin, Honorable C Note, fucking uh, Southside, all these people were just in his house making beats, and now look at them. Like, it's mm, that. That's. People, what is that we just talked about? I think we say it like once every other episode, like uh, success is when luck meets preparation. Is that what it is? is uh, success is when preparation meets opportunity. Proper, opportunity. Yeah. And then a little, because even Kevin Hart said that. With be luck. Like, yeah. He's like, you got to be lucky sometimes. You got to be there. You have to be there. You know how hard it is to be there? Yeah. You can't just show yeah, up. Yeah, and that, that's what I want to say. This is, okay, this is the fucking positive outro. Is that like you might like want this shit, but you got to want it so bad that when that opportunity comes, you got to be ready to fucking do it. Like, cause a lot of times, like say, I, I'm sure I I definitely have with I had a I was DMing Akash, mm-hmm. and I fumbled that shit heavy because I wasn't ready. We were in the middle of the pandemic. I didn't know how to adapt, and I was trying to do graphic design for him. And he said, "Let me see something." And, and he was like, "Uh." Uh, I I couldn't do flyers for him because there was no shows, and I was and he was saying, uh, "What else can you do?" And at the time, I couldn't do shit, mm-hmm. and so I nothing. You know what I mean? That's people, prime who, example. How many people approach me for beats? I've been producing tops like five years now, mm-hmm. and I'm just now comfortable saying like I have a sound, and I'm like now I have to figure out how do I work with people. Because mm. I was, I, you saw me in the basement. I'm like, I'm studying Metro Boomer right now. I'm studying like these people. Mm-hmm. I'm studying these, what sound this is. Why do yeah. people like this fucking arpeggiator? Why do that? You have to. I'm 31 and I want to be a fuck. It sounds insane, but it's like, I'm going to fucking do it because yeah. I've fucking put the time in. Yeah. You're going to fucking do it because you put it's, the fucking time in. It's like in. Nipsey said, like, once you're at a certain point, you can't like turn back. Because it's going to take longer for you to go back than how close you are to doing it. It tastes hard quitting. Like, we like talked basically, about quitting on this show. That shit. Yeah, that, I've, I don't I've know thought if about, it's possible. I've thought about. I always think about not doing this podcast anymore. Yeah. And then filmmaking every day. Every I, single day. I'm like, oh, I could. There's no way I'm gonna. How the fuck am I gonna make a movie? Me making movies? What the fuck? I I hate to say this on the pod, but there was a time I had a conversation with my mom. I was crying. I was like doubting myself, being like, how the fuck am I going to make movies and be good enough to do that? Whatever, whatever. And uh, like, you, there's that happens all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you just like go through that. It's just, I guess that's the curse of being an artist, I guess. That's exactly what it is. And you so- want it so bad that you literally can't. I can't think of anything else I want as bad as like making money from doing music. Like, that's insane. Like, because of like, I don't know. I I fell in love with the after I like obviously done all the research on how to become a filmmaker and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But like learning like my favorite filmmakers' lifestyle of like these people are millionaires, but like they love movies so much that it's like no, that goes right back into like we're gonna rent this lens yes. for three months kind yes. of thing. Like that, and I was like that because. Filmmaker, like when you're a filmmaker, this is why I'm. I'm sure it's the same with producers and all that, but or anything. But for me, it's like I love doing this because, like, it's just such a natural thing to me. 
And it's like, I love it so much that it's like, you don't care about how you're being presented. Like, it's like every single piece of energy that you receive goes straight into this. You know what I mean? Like whether it's subconscious or not, it's like every, every single thing that you absorb, you, it goes through a filter of like, how can this be a movie or like, Oh, like, it's like from that one movie, you know, mm-hmm. that's the premise of this whole podcast is yeah. like everything can be related to movies. And and somebody just said, Kevin on stage just said, and I, and the reason why I always wanted to do this podcast with you, because like you said, we all grew up watching movies. Yeah. Movies teach you a lot about culture. Yeah. They, and it, even if it's. Even if it's over the top, it's something. It's It's something to give you. Like I said, when I moved down here, I was like, I was surprised to see a lot of the stuff you see from the West Coast. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, yeah, they do do that shit out here. Lowriders (laughs) is a thing. Like wearing big t-shirts and and saggy jeans and Mm -hmm. chucks. That's really a thing. It's a lot of like, I think, I'm sure I've said this on one of the earlier episodes, but like film is like the closest thing you can get to Teleportation and transportation. Yes. Like that was how our two worlds collided. Was movies. Mm-hmm. Not even music. It was movies because we are from two different. Yeah. Places. Never met. Two completely different backgrounds. Two different family backgrounds. Yeah. But we were able to like connect. Connect and enjoy the same things mm-hmm. and just live on a mm-hmm. this, because on fried a certain level. Of Friday was like our, that was our like, Your bridge. you know about black people, essentially kind of like the boisterousness and like the, we are kind of funny and loud. Like that is kind of like a yeah. thing, well, especially when you move to D.C. But then it was yeah. like, but those wrote, are black people from the West Coast. I just so. wrote something in my notes. Oh, you, you know who when Ooh. she said she watched Blue Streak, I yeah, said, we watch every oh, so we one. can really get along now. Yeah, we, when people think, bring up Martin Lawrence, people think of Martin, but I think of, like, Nothing to Lose and, yeah. and like, National Security National, and shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, like those, we know the show, but we also knew the movies. Yeah. Life. We, uh, you put me on to life. I've never seen it before you showed me when you moved here. Really? Yeah. The movie's hilarious. I think we watched it in the van or some shit. Yes, because I have it on DVD. <laughs> in the van, and they had the screen in the middle mm-hmm. console. That's mm-hmm. sick. I used to smoke in there and watch movies in that bitch. That shit. That oh, 2018 was crazy, dude. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah. It, so positive. What is your what is your succinct the, positive? My, my final sense is that like, if you're gonna do something, whether like, just don't give a fuck about what other people think. Like, don't, that's hard. Like, that's what. That's the. That's what you have to do, though. You know what I mean? Like that's it's hard. It's very difficult, and I think about that shit all the time. Who doesn't want somebody to like their stuff? Mm-hmm. Like I, that's what I think about like all the time. Is like, like I want to make this in this style and everything, but it's like, are people gonna like that? Especially with like film and music, like you can go as far in the fucking void as you want and be like, and in your head, you're like, this shit is fucking sick. It's genius the way it does this and this. But then if you zoom out, like I like to say, if you zoom out and really look at it, you're like, oh, this is trash. That's like, why I do. <laughs> I give so much credit to the lay person. Like I tell people, I'm like, you have to pay attention to like regular people mm-hmm. because when you're in our our type of brain, our brains don't work like theirs. Mm-hmm. Ours is too like, 
Because it's all over the place. It's all like because we can just reach and reach yeah, and reach as far as we people, want. People, they're like, I want this. Yeah. If you don't give me that, they're like, they're like give me Fast and Furious Nine, and that's all I want. <laughs> exactly. And we talk shit about it, but there's like, give them Nate's Fast and the Furious Nine. Give them like, yeah, I this was, is my twist on it. Yeah, I I just think because I was talking to my brother, uh, we're gonna do something next mm-hmm. week, like uh, we're gonna shoot a little video for him. And uh, I've told them about Jean-Luc Godard films, like French New Wave films, and how I wanted to be super inspired by, like, Clerks, the mm-hmm. opening scene of Clerks, mm-hmm. when he's opening up the liquor store. I want to do something with a tattoo shop, like, parallel to that. Yeah. Very and, like, bold black and white choice, yeah. that movie. And so, because it, it was cheaper, that's why he did it. Uh, and and they, also, they actually slapped, too. I never thought fun, of it Fun like fact it. about Clerks is that the reason why the windows don't open... Because they actually in, don't in the, open? In the beginning is because... Uh, the sunlight was terrible lighting in the liquor store. <laughs> so they were like, let's just fucking say they're locked. And then so we could put our own lights in there. <laughs> and so that's what it was. And also... And it was one of the funniest like <laughs> parts of the movie. And he's like, fuck. And then so he has to paint the whole banner and shit. <laughs> Are you guys open? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he just sits down on the ground and, like with his girlfriend. But... um. But yeah, we are, but talking about references and mm-hmm. like and influences, like you can't, you gotta know to not go too far with it because it can be trash. It if can you, if you be go too trash. far. Because I'm trying to make this film that looks like it was made in the '60s, but that you can only go too far with that visually. Like visually, you can kind of do anything you want, but like substance wise, of like, mm-hmm. are people going to be entertained by this? They gotta couldn't the lay person has to connect. Yeah, to like and the person you watching. gotta keep both of those on yes. a leash, and that's that is, and that's the goal. That's why when you <laughs> see me, I was, remember I told you I was like, I'm trying to learn how to make trap beats because yeah. I did. People were just assumed I knew how to do it. <laughs> You just made my ball swell. There was too much testosterone when you said that sentence. Don't mention Hobbs and Shaw. All right? He pulled. (laughs) Thank you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Thank you. Amanda with the reference. (laughs) You, that's exactly what she said. Amanda said, you got to pull it like The Rock did with the tow truck and the helicopter. You got to hold on to both of them. And then you got to snatch your chain back on and ra- just rope yourself back in, man. Just be self-aware but not self-conscious. Boom. That's Is the that line. That's the line. Okay, be self-aware peace. not self-conscious. That was That's off it. the dome. Boom. Peace.